Smart Talk is supported by Capital Blue Cross, providing health care coverage accepted by doctors and specialists in all 50 states. More information is available at capbluecross.com. Capital Blue Cross, live fearless. Smart Talk is also supported by UPMC, offering surgical care for the brain, spine, and peripheral nerves. More information can be found at upmc.com slash centralpaneuro. You're listening to Smart Talk on WITF. I'm Scott Lamar. The African nation of Sudan appeared to be on track toward a civilian-led democratic government after the fall of a dictator in April 2019. It came crashing down last October when the military staged a coup and arrested the prime minister. The military allowed uh, that uh, prime minister, Abdallah Hamdok, uh, to return to limited power a month later. Hamdok resigned Sunday, this past Sunday, throwing the country into chaos. Since the coup, there has been a large protest movement, and the military and a paramilitary group have tried to quell the protest violently. More than 50 protesters have died. Hajir El-Sheikh is a native of Sudan who is an author, TV host, registered nurse, electrical engineer, and now a political analyst and activist who lives in central Pennsylvania. Hajir, always good talking with you. Thank you very much for being with us today. Describe the situation in Sudan right now. Good morning, Scott, and thank you for um, discussing the situation in Sudan. Uh, The situation currently is uh, scary. Uh, Like you mentioned, 57 uh, were confirmed dead uh, after the signing of the reinstatement of um, uh, Hamdok. Uh, that's just in Khartoum and the area that we were able to um, specifically have the bodies that we can count for. Remember, there's so many areas in Sudan that are protesting and we don't have an accurate number for the death. Injuries is way larger than the number that we have. It's over thousands wounded injured, uh, and not just simple injuries, but uh, targeting. The military was using live ammunition to target uh, areas like head, chest, neck. And as you all know, those are fatal um, injuries. Uh, This is not all. Rape is becoming, again, a part of this war. Uh, They use the rape as a weapon in Darfur, if you're familiar with the Darfur genocide, and many parts of the country. And they're using it now in front of protesters. Uh, it's, the situation is really, really uh, uh, scary, Scott, and it needs our immediate attention. So what do the protesters want? The protesters wanted a civilian-led government. Uh, they want to dissolve uh, Al-Burhan and Hamidzi, if you are familiar with the history of Sudan, you will know that the Jinjaweed, Hamidzi, who is the second chair now, he was part of the Darfur genocide. His name supposed to be in the IC, uh, ICC, the International Criminal Court, as a war criminal. And now he is the second chair in, in Sudan. Al-Burhan, the same way, uh, the transition was supposed to go smooth and hand the government over to the civilian-led leaders. When the time came, Al-Burhan did the coup, the military coup that we witnessed in October, in an effort to keep the government uh, for themselves. 
this action and the killing, the continuous of violation, violence on the street, uh, affirmed the civilian, the Sudanese people who ousted a 30-year regime. Let's not forget that this current government was um, made available by the Sudanese people in order for it to move forward. Now they feel unheard. They feel that this government does not meet their standards, doesn't meet their needs for a democratic-led uh, country. They're still facing live ammunition. Uh, search for Sudan. Look and see how the peaceful unarmed protesters are met with violence, uh, rubber, arm, uh, rubber bullets. Uh, they're using tear gas. They're using sound gas. Many lost their arms, their eyes, and like I mentioned earlier, rape and violence that was used only during wars back in, in the 60s. They want the three no's. They're still behind the three no's. They don't want any uh, relationship with the military. Uh, they want no negotiation, no bargaining, and no partnership. That's the three no's the people of Sudan stood behind uh, since the 29, uh, uh, 2019 uh, revolution that ousted the uh, al-Bashir. How do you get your information about Sudan? I am... Um, one of uh, many people that fought the previous regime, the al-Bashir regime, that led to my immigration status here in the U.S. Uh, I was tortured, detained. I was one uh, of few female spokers, uh, spokesperson for the democratic um, uh, forefront or the Democratic Party of Sudan. So my activism and um, uh, political involvement uh, started in the early 80s uh, with my fathers and my family. But I am currently a, um, a, a one of uh, many Sudanese activists who live outside of Sudan. Uh, we uh, have an advocacy with the Congress. We meet with Congress. Uh, matter of fact, we just met with them before the Christmas holidays, and um, we were working since the um, beginning of the Sudan Revolution and uh, laws and regulation resolution to help with the uh, movement of Sudan forward. Um, I'm, um, in touch with uh, uh, the uh, Doctor Without Border, Doctor in Sudan, and the groups of activism and uh, leaders. Uh, they call them Lijan and Mughalma, who are the um, community leaders in Sudan, who are the main um, uh, resilience, who are fighting in front of the uh, military coup since the 2019. Uh, we are in touch with them daily. We have numbers verified uh, by the activists in Sudan, and we work here in the U.S. and, and many other countries um, to get the, their voices heard. Uh, as you know, the military coup leaders cut communication completely. Um, they uh, stopped the internet. Uh, they um, cut any type of telecommunication inside the country, outside the country, for many reasons. Uh, to prevent the activists from communicating with each other in Sudan so they can organize the protest, and to prevent them from getting the information out to people like us and to government and UN, uh, um, several human rights organizations. Uh, the video recording and the sharing of the violence uh, that was um, 
uh, the, the protesters are facing uh, made the international community aware with what's happening in Sudan. So what the government did, they cut all type of communication. But regardless, uh, we were working with few other internet provider here to help with free internet and we're showing us way to communicate. Mm. So we still have communication with the people in Sudan on the ground. Jira El Sheikh, uh, you know, I, I have to say that just an observation, uh, the West doesn't appear to have paid as much attention to Sudan recently as uh, before. But uh, I want to thank you very much for being with us today. And uh, thank you for your insights into uh, what's occurring in, in uh, Sudan right now. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're listening to Smart Talk. I'm Scott Lamar. Thank you.